Hey guys, welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. I'm Josh, and joining me today is my friend Jess. Jess, tell the people hi. Hi guys, my name is Jess. I'm a nurse and single mom of three beautiful children. Today we are talking about dating. I know you're like, isn't that what the whole podcast is about? Yes, but this is dating in a general sense. Like, do people even date anymore? I feel like with all the online dating and apps that dating isn't really dating. What do you think? Yeah, it's hard, really, because everybody is so used to swiping left or swiping right on somebody instead of, you know, actually meeting somebody in person. And that's kind of what dating has become. That's so true. Also, at least I, was, I have to admit I was guilty of this at one point. I wasn't a big label person, so we enter into a lot of situationships that we call them. Um, the prolonged are we or aren't we a thing. Um, that's real. That's real. I'm trying to be better about it and actually say yes to dating. Yeah, yeah that's hard to do because, um, you know, some people, you don't know what they want out of dating, too. That's... And you end up doing everything as a couple. Like, we're going on dates and we're acting a couple, but no, we don't really want that couple right. title. It's, uh, it's almost like a elevated friends with benefits type ordeal most times. Or We've been doing this for months or years and... Mm-hmm. We kind of need to move on to our next thing. Right, right. Um, I know for me, like I said, being bad with the whole labels thing, I think the longest situationship I've been in is six months. And then I finally like sat down, or I was sat down and said like, hey, I just need to know where are we going with this because I have things to do. And I was like, you're right. It's totally unfair for one person to lead the other person on in a sense you know I was like if you don't have any idea what you're doing don't waste somebody's time exactly and six months is is long enough to really figure out a person and get to know them and figure out if you know this is a person you want to be in your life and give them that title of whatever and I was like for me I was like at least 90 days is the bare minimum before I even think about titles simply because there's so many facets to a person that you may not see day to day that are really important to you. Like the first time you spend the night somewhere or the first, like how they eat, what they eat, you know, beliefs, how they celebrate holidays, how they interact with their family. Like you don't see those day to day, but hopefully over the course of three months, you get a little bit of everything. Yep, exactly, exactly. And then if you're happy, go ahead and put that uh, sold sign down in the yard, you know, <laughs> go ahead and claim it as yours. Um, but we talked about this earlier. You were talking about swiping left and right, like on Tinder or mm-hmm. Bumble or any other thing that's out there. That That's a really big part of our culture nowadays. Do you think that changes what dating is or do you think dating still the same as it was like back in the day of our parents or grandparents? Well, I don't really have much experience dating back in the day because I met my kids dad when I was really young. So me being, I don't know, single at a couple of years ago, I really had to figure out what dating is. And we see a picture, and if we don't like that picture, we just swipe left and right. Whereas if you meet somebody in person, you know, you get that connection, you get that uh, personality with it, so you can really see if that's the person that interests you. Because if you just swipe left in two seconds, I mean, you could miss out. I wholeheartedly agree. But I also think that because we're so used to the swipe culture, it does inter- uh, affect our actual in-person interactions with people sometimes. 
just coming up to a person and shutting them off before they say hello Mm -hmm. just based on like what they're wearing or like a body type Mm -hmm. that's kind of tinder mentality to me yeah um so i always say like give it like one conversation hurts nobody Mm -hmm. what's the worst that can happen like you get a free drink out of it or a couple compliments like sorry you know yeah yeah totally agree um at least for me i i do a fair amount more online than in person because we work crazy schedules like for you don't know me and jess work together um so in a hospital so we have pretty like we do 12s sometimes longer sometimes shorter shifts and they're not always the same day so mm-hmm. planning anything far in advance is almost impossible oh, yeah. for us so it's kind of we have a free day the kids are gone i don't have anything to do at home let's go out and mm-hmm. hopefully in that three hours you're out you meet somebody right otherwise it might not happen for who knows how long yeah and that's the beauty of online dating that's why one reason one of my friends talked me into doing it is because I had to get outside of my work bubble like I, I all I did was work and go home I would, I wasn't around anybody else really so when you dive into online dating you get a whole pool of different options so you can meet different people and different you so, know, that's true, like, if you go to the same bar, it's the same clientele. You're looking mm-hmm. at the same person. Mm-hmm. However, on these apps or just online, you have options. You can select race. You can select height. You know, mm-hmm. you can pretty much build your own person and draw from that pool. You know, meet somebody who typically wouldn't have come up on your radar. Right. Um, another thing I want to talk about when it comes to the whole dating thing is do you have more luck in one versus the other like online via versus in person I know for me I have a better online presence than I do in person trying to talk to people which is weird because I think I'm more of a people person in person Mm -hmm. but sometimes you don't always get the chance to show off your personality true See, I'm not a person that's going to just go up and talk to anybody anyway. So, I don't know. Online has its benefits, but I would rather meet somebody, you know, in person. But it's hard when you don't have the people skills to kind of go up to somebody. You wait for somebody to talk to you. Yeah. But being a woman, it's easier just because guys tend to talk to women more than women go to talk to guys, I feel like. This is so true. It's one of those norms that to this day is... 90% 90% accurate. It's like mm-hmm. girls at a bar, guy walks up, tries to buy her a drink, or sees her from across the bar and like kind of swags his way over there. Um, but yeah, I was like, if you don't have the people skills and you're just waiting, you could miss your shot at Mr. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or vice versa. That could be Miss Right, but if you're too eager and aggressive, you scare her away. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So many things in life are that like. Goldilocks complex where you don't want to be too hot or too cold. You got to find that just right temperature. Otherwise, kind of connection in a sense. Right. And you can come off real creepy too. I've had a few guys that just come off super creepy and you're like, I don't even want to associate myself with them. So (laughs) Speaking about creepy dudes, I genuinely believe this. Some people don't realize how awkward or creepy they come across. (laughs) I was like, if if they could see playback of them trying to pick up women, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, yoinks! Like, I need I need some pro. I need to hit the gym on my pickup lines because uh, this was rough. Um, 
I, I definitely was that person until I started working in a more social setting and like I'd see people on dates or like trying to interact and I was like that's something I do <laughs> that did not work well I was like maybe I need to uh retire this from the playbook you know it's kind of helped out a little bit uh like I said just taking that time and even okay if you you we all have friends who are good enough that hopefully you can practice your pickup lines if you're a nervous person because <laughs> I definitely have some friends I'm like hey here are like five new ones I've been working on any of them hits or misses and be like all five or misses I was like okay noted uh won't use any of these. <laughs> and so funny because I'm usually that person that my friends ask for yeah. advice, but I can't take my yeah. own advice. <laughs> that is every human everywhere. As good as we like, as good as we think we are at helping our friends and like giving them advice to encourage them or improve their lives, or was like, but that's them. That's not me. Like I, <laughs> we, I, I mentioned this on the last episode. We always think that we're the exception to the rule that we don't mm-hmm. need the advice that we preach. Right. Which is never the case. Like, we need our own advice. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for me, I try to, I was talking to my neighbor about this yesterday. I feel like I can't hold other people accountable if I don't hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. So anything I tell my friends, I make sure I live it to the best of my ability because that just makes me a hypocrite. Exactly. And slightly unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. But... Do you think you have better luck one way or the other? You say you think you do better on like online just because... I feel like I can do better online because I can you know, answer the questions about my personality and really put it out there. And if somebody responds to that, then you know, you got a, you got a match, I guess. Yeah. And also, you have a little more time to craft your narrative, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like You have all the time in the world to make a bio. Mm-hmm. You can take two days to respond to somebody's message. Mm-hmm. In person, you can't just on the spot be like hi I'm Jess I'm a neurosurgeon I'm seven foot I was like no none of this is true like I can obviously see you're not seven foot you can't see Jess right now but I can tell you she's not seven foot (laughs) Um, um, yeah so you have to be more genuine about Mm -hmm. who you are and it's more in the moment so people kind of see who you really are yeah because like I said anybody it's like studying for a test if you have a week to study you're going to do better than if it's a pop quiz and you hadn't really been reading over the material. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like online dating is. It's a final exam rather than in person when you have a pop quiz. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, any of those people who are good at pop quizzes, you're probably out here at the bars crushing it right now. <laughs> or wherever you meet people at grocery stores, that's a new thing that's coming up. Parks. I went to a dog park the other day. I don't have a dog. Why did I go to the dog park? To meet people. Yeah. Got to borrow a dog. Yeah. That's... No, because then I'd have to pick up its poop. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, feed it before. That's, that's true. Hey, can, can I borrow your dog? <laughs> Just... Oh, when was the last time you fed him? An hour ago? I'll... I'll come back in two hours. I'll come back. I'll come back. No, 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 no. Um, how about you? Are there... Like, when you go in person, are, is there any place that you kind of go to meet people? Well, hey, are you single right now? That's a, that's a bigger question. That's, I hope. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I consider myself to be single right now, yes. Um, I'm not actively looking for somebody, so I don't intentionally go anywhere to meet people. Right. But, um, you know, if it happens, it happens. And and that's that's so true. It's so authentic. After years of kind of just feeding into the trope that, like, you have to go to the bar, you have to go out to meet somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm kind of over it, too. I don't really like to go out as much. I just, like being out for coffee mm-hmm. or just being somewhere and 
going up to somebody and be like, I have a genuine compliment for you, mm-hmm. or you were talking about something interesting, let me interject and introduce myself, yeah. and going from there. It's it's so rare it's so rare that people like that doesn't really happen. I was like, but it does. Mm-hmm. You just have to be like open to it, or you just have to have just enough courage mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? I think that person across the hall is cute. Let's mm-hmm. go over there and talk to him. Yeah. You know, I was like, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Right. You have to be in- intentional about what kind of person you want to attract too. So if you're always going to the bars to meet somebody, you know, everybody's drinking there. What's that saying? Yeah. yeah what, what kind of person are you attracted, attracting to yourself? Right. So you've got to be kind of intentional about where we're going to meet people. And But if that's what you want, if you want the party person, then by all means go to the bar. And, but that, that's not to say that a lot of different people go to the bar. Yeah. That still depends on what kind of bar. What kind of we bar. We can't go to Char to. Bar and meet a nice person, I don't feel like. <laughs> you know, I've only ever been once on a game day, so oh, I don't know yeah. what an average char baller yeah. person is. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was like, yeah, you definitely, like, if you're going to the club to meet people, that's probably not the right place. Yeah, we, yeah. The club is only meant for one thing, sweating out all of your fears and stress <laughs> from the week. It's not to find love. Right. You know? Um, but maybe if you're just, like, like is like a bar restaurant type ordeal. Mm-hmm. So you could easily go there to have lunch, to have dinner. And just meet somebody who's true getting off work and grabbing a pint or getting off work and just wanted picking up dinner. Right. Gotta go to the classy bars. That's true. Notice patterns in your relationship. Like for me, I know, like I like was talking about earlier with the whole labeling thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm really like I'm a slow burner. I'm habitually bad at showing constant affection mm-hmm. to people. Um, just because that's not really like my attachment or dating style. Mm-hmm. Um I also realized that I'm more of a homebody, so I'll try to do intimate one-on-one dates rather mm-hmm. than, like, going out and trying to, like, make something. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you have any, like, things like that? Or even just, like, how you interact with your partner? Like, are there any... Yeah, I don't know, because I've only had um, two people I, I consider to be, like, my ex-boyfriends. Join the club. I literally just talked about this last week. Everybody who's listening knows that that I've only had two people in my 25 years, too, that I would really consider, like, say that, hey, I dated. Yeah. Or that we were boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a, a pattern of, you know, you meet somebody and you're like, oh, this person's, like, super cool. Like, and you just kind of open yourself up to that. And then, like, you see something that maybe you don't like a few months down the road or you know, they start showing their true personality or you guys start clashing. I don't know. It's just... And this is a lot... Like, a lot of times, some people stay in situations just because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Like, when you invest your time into somebody and it doesn't work out, and you're like, ah, I really don't want to go through meeting a new person, getting to know them. Like, mm-hmm. go, like I, I talk about this all the time to people. Like, if, you could, if I could just hop right into dating and skip the whole, like, getting to know phase, mm-hmm. I would do it because it's, it's exhausting, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe if you do it once or twice, but after relationship or ten or five, ten people, it's kind of the same thing. And nobody ever comes up with authentic questions. They're always the same, like, five questions. Always. Or you can tell they, like, Googled some stuff <laughs> to be like, hey, these are, like, kind of... Deep, intimate questions. Yeah, there's still the same five intimate questions mm-hmm. that 
pop up when you Google how to start a conversation. Oh, true, true. So I went on a few, um, when I got introduced to online dating, I went on a few dates and it was the most awkward, well, some of them were the most awkward thing. They were always the same conversation. Oh, hi, you know, I'm Jess. This right. is what I do for a living. This is my life, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you have any pets? No, I don't have any pets. <laughs> that is one of the nice things about online dating, though, is the bio. Like, a well-written bio is underrated. Mm -hmm. Like, it should tell me what you do, mm -hmm. a little bit about your life, your interests, and all the things you find out on, like, the first or second date or time you talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. That way, by the time we actually meet in person, I'm like, how was your shift today doing X, Y, or Z? Like, I know what you do. I can mm -hmm. ask more tailored questions that show like hey I'm engaged and I'm yeah. I'm interested in your life yeah rather than the stock do you have any siblings like yeah remember the picture on my bio that said yeah but they only looked at the picture sure. so you, yeah yeah you, you, got, you, you gotta, gotta read, read it <laughs> read I know like see picture books are always my favorite but uh words are good too <laughs> like I said you don't get a second chance at a first impression mm -hmm. and I believe online you have more time to make a great first impression. Mm -hmm. So the only challenge there is when you come to the face-to-face, -face, keeping up that well-crafted, well-executed banter that you've been having with the person mm -hmm. across the screen. Because you lose that comfort of having hours or days to reply to, you got about 30 seconds before it's an awkward pause. Exactly. And awkward pauses, are the death of any relationship or <laughs> new relationship, I should say. Um, because like, like we say, if you can't be bored together, like you're not going to work. Mm -hmm. And if we can't sit, if we're just sitting here in silence, we're definitely being bored. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so always try to have, I like read this somewhere. Every conversation should bounce back like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So anytime I go out on like a date, like, or like just meeting somebody new in general, like I'm going to a work function too. Anytime you know you're gonna go somewhere where you can meet new people, mm -hmm. I always try to have a couple like fun facts or just random questions in my pocket. That way, because no matter how social you are, you come to a point like, am I talking too much? Mm -hmm. they, do they not get to talk enough or are they quiet because they're just naturally quiet? Right. And once you start to question yourself, you kind of, you have those pauses. So sliding in a quick question or like factual it gives you a chance to see how they interact with you mm -hmm. also we'll go to show if you're a compatible couple like if the things you're interested in you're talking about they're showing no signs of interest like so you they were just looking at your picture exactly. they liked the quote-unquote idea of you mm -hmm. that's just a waste right there exactly yeah that's, that's good information to have because it's it's so awkward to just sit there and you know, oh, what do we talk about next? We're just gonna look around and. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, like, dog, or you see something and then you just talk about that. I was like, that's good for about five or ten seconds. Mm -hmm. And then you're back to the whole. So this yeah. meal is good. Yeah. <laughs> how, was, how was your chicken? Is it yeah. Mine's a little dry. Like, no. I was like, yeah, that's, that's boring talk. Uh, that's smaller than small talk. That's micro talk. Right. Um, substance. Um, because that's a big part of marketing yourself, which is something you've been doing mm -hmm. or something you should be doing, whether you're meeting online or in person. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that will probably help you do better in person is 
projecting a positive image. Mm-hmm. If you're out somewhere and you're sitting slouched down and you kind of look sloppily, like if you're tucking your shirt in but not all of it's tucked or mismatched, you know, just presentation is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It sends a lot, sends a message out to people. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first image they have to you and they're going to start thinking of you in a certain way based on how you look. I know that's a little biased. We say don't judge a book by its cover. I think that's wrong. Judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, you pick up a book because it looks interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Just have some substance on the inside, okay? Have be a well-written book. Oh, yeah. And then that solves the whole problem. Yeah. I can totally relate to that, though, because there have been a lot of people that I've met that have been like, oh, I was so scared to talk to you just because the way you know, my face looks sometimes. Yeah. And like, you just look so, you know, call the whole RBF. And I totally have that sometimes. Even and it's not I that I'm a mean that, person. Yeah. I just look, apparently I, my whole five foot nothing self looks intimidating sometimes. Like, I love you to death. But even when I first met you, it took me <laughs> like a month and a half, maybe two months, maybe longer than that before I had my first conversation with you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God, like she looks like she'll bite your head off. Just like she like has no time to be messed with. But then after, like, having a conversation with you, I was like, oh, she's a total, like, pupper. Like, she's a sweetheart. I know. We she's can, gotta, she's yeah. gotta get to know me. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Hold past the face. <laughs> you gotta dive deep. RBF is such a thing for people to get over. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like I said, you never know if that could be your Mrs. Right or Mr. Right. Um, just because you're a little afraid to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I have one of those approachable faces. But that doesn't mean that I have any better luck with people coming up to me because sometimes people think, oh, he's too friendly mm-hmm. or he just seems like a really happy person. And I was like, happy people are exhausting. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if you agree with this, but I'm going to say it. Like, people who are too happy, I'm just like, why are you this happy? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you take? Like, yeah. are you on something? Oh, yeah. Because, like, life is good, but life is never that good. You know, I remember meeting my first person like that. I was having a really bad day at work, and it was just so busy. And this doctor is a new doctor, and he was just so happy. Like, it was weird. I'm like, why are you this happy? But he, the years I knew him, he just stayed at that level of happiness all the time to the point where his happy made me happy, happy. though. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's really good. Like once once you get to know somebody, mm-hmm. that consistent happiness mm-hmm. because it can carry or push you that over the little hump if you're having a bad day or yeah. bad week. Yeah, but I totally um, get it. It could be exhausting. It could yeah. be. Because I'm just like, like, do you... I was like, what is your life? Like, are you not... Because then it makes it seem like you're not going through anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, which I know is not the case. Like, everybody goes through something, mm-hmm. whether minute or massive. And putting... Like, there's something to say about putting on an act. Like, because maybe if you act happy, if you smile more, mm-hmm. you subconsciously change how you feel. Right. But at the same time, it's okay to have a bad day. Like... I need you to have a bad day at least, like, once a month or every other month. Just mm-hmm. so I know, like, you're not some cyborg <laughs> who was sent here from the future to, like, wipe out the human race. Okay? You're not a Terminator, <laughs> secretly. But that, like, goes back to patterns. Like, if you have a pattern of being happy, that could be good for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a partner who, you know, suffers from, like, insecurities, like, your positivity could easily be a thing or be the thing that lets you reach out that olive branch and Mm -hmm. start something right there oh yeah um just my mom taught me this and i still do it to this day she told me never hold in a compliment so anytime i see a person man woman doesn't matter 
who I think is doing something well or just sparks something inside of me, like, I have to go, like, it's almost a compulsion at this point. Mm-hmm. I have to go up there and be like, your hair looks great today, or, like, you just, I don't know, like, whatever you're doing, you're doing really well. Yeah. And that and makes people's day. It like, does. it does. And sometimes, like I said, it's like, it's not always, this is such a thing about our society that gets on my nerves, and this is why, like, I almost doubt myself when I go to talk to people now, is everybody thinks that you're hitting on them. I was mm-hmm. like, no. Every guy is not trying to hit on you. Right. That's not true. Let's kill that narrative now. Some people just like to talk to people, or mm-hmm. there are just some nice people in the world. Um, I'm one of the latter. Like, I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Sure, I could also be a nice person who is attracted to you, but for the most part, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you something nice to brighten your day. Yeah, and that's so true because I even like when I'm at work or whatever, I talk to everybody when I'm there. Yeah. And some people take it as oh, she she flirts with everybody. No, I just genuinely I talk to everybody. Yeah. It's not that I'm flirting with you and just get over yourself for a little bit. That's, like <laughs> I was like I don't know how cute you think you are, but no, sir. <laughs> um, especially like I. This does happen with, like, patients sometimes, too. And I'm like, I was like, no, it's kind of my job to be nice to you. Like, you don't want somebody giving you care who's a jerk to you. Right. Like, open your mouth and let me take your temperature. Just, like, no. Like, hey, can, can I get, like, you know. Right. Except po- being polite gets you so far. So that's why we always try to project politeness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anybody who goes around and just like, I'm going to be a jerk all the time. Right. And those are miserable people. Any, I'm, yeah. Actually, I lied. There are some people like that who yeah. just aren't happy with themselves, like their lives, so they try to bring others down. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are probably the people who, even online or in person, aren't doing well in the dating scene. Right. Um, or they they secretly might be. Maybe somebody's into that, just mm-hmm. like a sad boy, just be like, I hate life. I'm over this. That's like a thing. Like, sad boys are a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole whole little niche market right now oh yeah i, I dated can, one yeah oh. <laughs> for a good two three months yeah yeah see i was like i can't pull it off i'm a little too optimistic <laughs> even my sad is like happy you know i'm just like man it's raining out here but this grass is going like right. i don't i don't know i'll find a way to turn something like super sad into like a positive or like a learning experience so mm-hmm. like why can't you just be sad and i was like i don't know it doesn't make <laughs> me happy if that makes sense right that is, uh, this is like a little off topic, but I say this. I say my generation, sad is our happy. It's our new baseline. Like, it's oh, like it's normalized to be, quote, unquote, like, depressed or like the sad boy, sad mm-hmm. girl. And I was like, that's a little weird. I was like, why are we happy being sad? Yeah. I was like, yeah. why can't I just be happy being happy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense? Um, but going back into dating, what is something that is crucial to you when you look for a partner? Mm, it, it has a lot to do with lifestyle because I let people know right up front, you know, I'm a mom. I have three kids. You know, those will, that will always be my priority in life. And um, the reason I say that up front I'm, uh, is just because that lets you know, like, what kind of um, life I live. So if you'd like to be a part of that, just, you know, up front, hey, this is a busy woman. So um, up front, like, I have to have somebody that likes kids. <laughs> That's that's so true um i've i'm not gonna say dated but i've been with a like a decent amount of moms and that's one of in my opinion one of the most attractive qualities in a partner as i say like if you're a great mom that makes me so much more interested in you because it shows me that a you kind of have your life together but b Mm -hmm. that you care about family Mm -hmm. because like 
if you put somebody who you haven't met before, somebody you physically birthed, who's like been a part of you for nine months Mm -hmm. or longer at this part, I think that's problematic, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Or also, if you're getting into a relationship with a parent, like a single parent, mom or dad, and you're upset that the fact that they're putting their kid first, like, let's go back and look at what you think this is or what you really wanted from this relationship. Because, yeah, it may not be your kid, but, like, imagine if you were the single parent. Would you want somebody to, like, almost neglect their child for you? Right. Or, like, would you... be you know mm-hmm. like if the, just put yourself in somebody else's shoes mm-hmm. is the easy way to say that yeah um people who can't relate to that just they baffle me and kind of upset me in a sense yeah because i've even had people like look at my dating profile mm-hmm. and know i have you know children mm-hmm. and then like get upset about it like you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. just it's it's the weirdest thing it's like it's like it's like i didn't do false advertising like do you think i just said kids to like mm-hmm say I had kids I was like yeah. no they're actual real people they right. hold value inside my life mm-hmm. and potentially yours too right right um and I was like they're not gonna go away like if we continue like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ship them off or give them to like the other parent because we're starting a relationship that's not how exactly parenthood works mm-hmm. um but there are a lot of single parents actually getting back out there right. like coming off of either long-term relationships or like divorce mm-hmm. um or just who were parents and never got married mm-hmm. um trying to get back out there and i was like i can't talk to that in a sense because i don't have any kids myself but i was like i just i couldn't imagine because so many people are like ooh, responsibility yeah baggage oh yeah you know um we're very like self-centered marked with society as a mm-hmm. um here in the states we kind of think me first and i was like mm-hmm. you can't do that when you're dating a parent yeah so to speak you have to think they first mm-hmm. like there have been plenty of times where i had planned a nice date and yeah i was bummed out that it had to get canceled but at the same time i was like i get it your kid gets sick like yeah you know or like they have a big soccer game parent teacher mm-hmm. night like you have responsibilities mm-hmm. because on if I apply the same mindset to any other part of your life, I would hope it would translate. Like, if it's work, like, if you're, like, you wouldn't just blow off work to see me. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't just not feed, you know, feed yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you have responsibilities, you have priorities. You're not supposed to just neglect said priorities and responsibilities just because you're seeing somebody new. Right. It's incorporation, entanglement. You know, finding a way to, yes, have your alone time with your partner, but mm-hmm. also incorporate them into your family, so to speak. Right. That's what I look for. I like, my mindset is completely different than it was, you know, even a few months ago, but like, I'm not going to date anybody who I don't feel like I would introduce to my children. And it takes a lot for me. I've introduced one, one person to my, my children. Mm-hmm. And, um, I take that as, you know, it's, it's very serious if you meet my kids. Right. So... And coming from the opposite side of that is the person who's meeting the kid. Um, I mentioned I'm a slow burner earlier. Mm-hmm. I would rather us be like be whatever we are for months and not meet your kid if I'm unsure mm-hmm. that I'm going to be a constant present. Yeah. Because that's the most detrimental thing, not to you personally, mm-hmm. 
and maybe not even to the person you're seeing, mm-hmm. but their child. Yeah. Because if they get attached to you and they're used to seeing you every day, mm-hmm. you're helping them out, you genuinely are like growing with this, this kid, mm-hmm. and then you just cold turkey remove your presence, mm-hmm. that's, that's detrimental. I mean, that's like, that's ghosting it's, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're ghosting the kids yeah the kids. i was like yeah they're not yours but still like ghosting yeah. anybody is just kind of a jerk move in my opinion yeah and that's a super mature um way to think about it because not everybody does, does especially yeah. like especially men so yeah that's really mature of you i mean i can say that like being a man like being a man being a male there's a lot we don't think about or there's a lot we're not forced to keep at our forefront because mm-hmm we're quote unquote the dogs or Mm -hmm. just used to like pick it up and leave, you know, being the rolling stone. Um, but that's not something that can always be doable. Um, at some point you have to grow up and be like, Hey, I'm at a certain age and I should act a certain way Mm -hmm. or at the bare minimum, I can empathize with, I can deal with the consequences of my actions. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, like, heaven forbid, if I ever had kids and somebody pretty much just made my kid fall in love with them mm-hmm. and just walked away, I and I have to pick up the pieces of a five-year-old or a two-year-old, ten-year-old, doesn't matter how old. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, once they become teenagers, it might be a little easier, but, right. like, just somebody who's been a crucial part of your life not being there anymore, mm-hmm. that's, I just, I, I wouldn't know how to do it, so I would never want to do that to somebody else. Yeah. Um, at least for me, going off what I think is a must-have in a relationship, um, I would have to say the number one and number two most important things are just intellect. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean they went to college and like have a bunch of degrees or whatever, mm-hmm. but we can just have a conversation that's not about what are the Kardashians doing or... Right what's new with LeBron like mm-hmm. we can actually talk about what's going on in our actual lives mm-hmm. and sustain the conversation right it's like I said like it goes back to that dead space like if we all our conversations in a dead space what's that gonna look like 10 years from now like mm-hmm. just a bunch of silent dinners or lunches mm-hmm. you know uh that doesn't sound appealing to me that doesn't sound romantic that that doesn't sound like my dream of happily ever after Mm -hmm. that's more of a and so it was type situation Mm -hmm. you know or couldn't do any better so here we are (laughs) right and I was like complacency is something I in every aspect of my life I try to avoid Mm -hmm. because the minute you get complacent the more the is the minute you kind of lose who you are in a sense um it's the minute you stop growing Mm -hmm. and that's something especially when you have a partner that you kind of vow to do for the rest of your life. You know, we're not storybooks. We're not pictures. We mm-hmm. can't just freeze in that moment in time. We're movies. You know, we're TV shows. We mm-hmm. have to continue on. Yeah, we have to grow together. Yeah. yeah. And it's like if we can't, like, and that starts with communication. So at a foundation, like at a fundamental level, if we can't communicate, mm-hmm. then we can't be together. Exactly. The second thing that I find that is an absolute, absolute must is we have to have similar attachment styles. Mm-hmm. 
and not to say that it won't change over time as we get to know each other, but you have to be okay with the fact that I don't I don't need or want to touch you twenty four seven. Like just because I'm not holding your hand doesn't mean I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. It just means I don't like to be touched all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to that because I'm the same way. Like I'm even though I'm a woman, I just don't. I need my personal space. space. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've heard before, like, oh, I just want to hold you. I'm like I just. I love you, you know, I like you, whatever. Right. I just don't want you to touch me right now. Mm-hmm. Just let's watch TV together, but not, like, glued together. <laughs> I have, like, friends who live with their significant other, and they're like, I love to cuddle, don't get me wrong, we mm-hmm. do it, but we do it for, like, ten minutes at the end of the night, and then, like, mm-hmm. then we roll over yeah, to our right. sides of the bed. Like, we don't need to, like, fall asleep cuddling. Like, right. It's not something I'm into, and I was like, that's real. I can relate to that. Like, yeah. I was like, we, we loved each other, now it's time for us to sleep, or we yeah. loved each other. Now it's time for us to go and do whatever is next. Right. I had someone get so mad at me because I, I was the same way. I'm like, we can cuddle or whatever, but I sleep on my stomach and I don't, we can't cuddle like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go to my side. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you, I was like, you sleeping on top of me doesn't, doesn't work. I kind of need to do this thing called breathing. And, yeah. Uh, right. right. Kind of crucial. I'm, I'm attached to it. I could stop doing it, but I don't think it would, <laughs> it, it, it would end well for anybody. So. I'm just going to keep doing it. Then you get the numb arm. Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> that is something I'm still trying to get used to in this whole dating, like, boyfriend role mm-hmm. is, like, putting the arm over the shoulder and, like, mm-hmm. letting you lay on the shoulder. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, but I have, like, things I need to do. Or, like, hey, can you, like, I know you like it on the right side, but can you come over to the left? That way I can at least do something with my right. dominant hand, you know? Um... But yeah, those are, like I said, those are things you get used to, but it's important to make sure you're communicating and your partner is okay with these things mm-hmm. because there's nothing more detrimental, in my opinion, into just say, to being a yes man mm-hmm. or woman. Because if you say yes and don't mean it, yeah, we'll be a great couple. Like we could date for a little while, but mm-hmm. eventually you're going to slide back into who you are as a person and kind of be like, I'm not happy. Right. And when we all know this, when you're not happy, the relationship starts to crumble Mm -hmm. because you're either looking somewhere else or you're just picking at each other. Mm -hmm. And both situations are not ideal for Josh. Yeah. I don't know how it is for guys, but I know for women, like, no matter what they say, a woman does not want a yes man. Like, a woman doesn't want a man that's going to say yes all the time. They want somebody that's going to stand up and be a man sometimes. I mean, I don't, I can't. I, I need a guy that can stand his ground because mm-hmm. I can be a little hard-headed and just a little sassy sometimes. I need right. somebody to tell me no. <laughs> and I hate that people say, like, oh, I need somebody with masculine energy. No, it's not about gender or sexuality. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's just about assertion. Like, yeah. I need somebody who's assertive. I need somebody who is strong-willed, like, firm in their belief mm-hmm. um, is what it comes down to. Because even as a male, I say that, like, I like for my partner to agree with me. But at times, I was like, no, I need you to be honest with me. Right. Because it's about accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm messing up or I'm not making you as happy as you deserve to be, mm-hmm. I need to know in order to help us grow, in order for us to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's also something that's really big in our society right now is healthy relationships. Like, what does that look like? I know a lot of people, and I can't say I know a lot of healthy relationships. Right. Same. I mean, like, there's so much toxicity in the fact that people just think that you have to say yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's nothing wrong with 
arguing or not believing the same things. We're adults. We should be able to communicate that. Mm -hmm. There's also nothing wrong with changing. Like, if there's something new bubbling up inside you and you want to, like, explore, express yourself, that's natural. That should be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you deny that part of you, you're just going to grow to resent yourself and your partner. And then if you're not happy with yourself doesn't matter what how much therapy or like whatever you do your relationship's not going to work because you're not happy with yourself exactly yep but um no i think that's kind of the end here we're getting towards that hour mark so fun thanks for having me of course it's always a pleasure to have you on um i like i said this whole experience is just me talking with my friends on how we both can become better partners mm-hmm. or make ourselves more appealing out in the dating scene. You know, mm-hmm. everybody needs love. Some look for it. Some Sometimes it just finds you. But either way, you need to know what to do once you find it. It's a great quote. Thank you. Should write that one down. You, I, I actually might right now. I'm going <laughs> to tweet it later. Um, anything you want to share before we call it a day? Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered a lot. So. All right. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any more questions or you just want to chat, feel free to tweet me at at callmedreads or follow our Facebook page, The Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Till the next one.